0: Welcome to Chicana Moms Podcast, your host Amapola Ramirez, a Chicana sharing a little bit of her heart to inspire and create change to all the Chicana sisters. Chicana Moms, I would love to invite you to the Mujeres Unidas, the 25th Annual Mujer Conference. It is on Saturday, February 22nd at University of California, Riverside. I actually will be conducting a workshop and I hope to see you there. You can register by visiting the Instagram account of Mujeres Unidas underscore UCR. Hope to see you there. Hola Chicana Moms, ¿cómo están? Espero que estén muy bien. I hope you're having a beautiful day. And updates that I want to share with you in my life is just, I'm doing therapy with clients, I'm conducting my groups, and I'm learning so much. I think that we always learn, you guys, every single day, we just have to be present. You know, for those who believe in God, like he has a message for us every single day of our lives. We just have to pay attention and You know, whenever I think of God, I think as he is obviously protecting me and he is listening to me and he is looking out for me in every way that sometimes, you know, I sometimes don't think he is, but he is. (laughs) I hope that makes sense. But he never forgets just about you either. You know, Um, I believe in him tremendously. It's learning the language, you guys, of learning how to connect with God and connecting with yourself as well. What is your love language? How do you treat yourself? How do you connect with the universe? Because God created this universe and he gives us so many resources. I mean, at this point, we shouldn't even be complaining. We have it all. We have it all, you guys. It is all about asking for help, supporting each other, embracing each other. God gives us all of these amazing things. As a Chicana, I grew up in the Catholic Church. And I love a lot of the you know, ceremonies that we do. At the end of the teachings of the Bible, What I take is it's always out of love. It is always a feeling secure because God has our back. When it comes for us Chicana moms to give ourselves that love that we need, it requires that time to pause, to evaluate, to be grateful, and to give ourselves. That space of acceptance. There's certain things in our lives, you guys, that becomes very challenging. And in my career, in about 11 years doing co-parenting and Conflict Focused, I have found it so sad to where two parents who at some point fell in love Yet, with time, their marriage or relationship did not work. They separated with a lot of animosity, yet forgetting the fact that they they still had a responsibility or they still have a responsibility to care for their children even though their relationship did not work. And this is the co-parenting high-conflict cases. There are many cases in which children have become close of committing suicide because they cannot take the animosity from both their mother or father. And is that fair? No. Of course not. But today I want to touch base on this co-parenting issue that is costing a lot of money, a lot of energy, a lot of... Um, Sacrifices that shouldn't, because at some point, you know, a sacrifice to me is something that's at the cost of, right? But if you're doing something that you love, it's not a sacrifice because you're just doing it because you want to. You don't feel like you're losing anything. I feel like when it's a sacrifice, it's like I'm losing something, but I'm doing it because I love this. Well, I don't want to perceive my life as like I'm sacrificing and I'm losing things. To be somewhere else. No, I feel like at the end of the day, and I I caught myself saying that a lot, by the way, (laughs) but throughout our lives, we're always gaining things, you guys. We are always gaining, but our mentality tells us that we're losing. God gives us all of these resources, right? He gives us his love, He, He gives us our children, our family. He gives us the choice to choose from right or wrong. And how are we losing? I understand that at some point, because we've all lost a family member and we see it as a loss and it is a loss and it hurts. And I think with time, we start realizing like, you know what? I gained a lot of love from that member, family member that left, you know, physically. I know it's easier said than done. I know. But I think if we continue to perceive in our lives that we just have lost so many things versus we're actually gaining and will continue to gain a lot of beautiful things in this life, our behavior, our thoughts, our emotions will always change because we are gravitating to what God wants us to believe, that he gives us everything. Yet we complicate our own lives. At the cost of our children's mental health. Because two parents decided not to get along. Even though they know there's a lot of emotional issues. So today I want to talk to you about the co-parenting conflict cases. And maybe you are in a case. And I'm talking about cases that are custody battle. But I'm also touching base On those parents who still are together, yet have a difficult time to co-parent. So I hope you're able to take a lot from this because of all these young kids that I've met throughout the years. It is so sad to see so much of their pain. And the two people who they love unconditionally are the ones handing it over. So let's get started. Okay. So many of us who have a partner, even though you are living together or not together, um, and you have kids together, it is a responsibility. It is not an option. Okay. I understand that there's many cases in which um, you know, there's there's been sexual abuse from the other parent. Obviously, in that situation, unfortunately, the child should not be around their abuser. Um, because you know, obviously we can't trust it that they're not gonna do it again. So, you know, those those are the intense cases. I'm talking about the cases in which the parents um, are not over their relationship that they had. And it's getting kind of meshed in into the co-parenting, which is affecting a lot of the mental health of their children. So pretty much, you guys, um, co-parenting, it is not a competition. It is not about having the child... Oh, say, you know, I love my mom more than my dad. I love my dad more than my mom. It is not a competition. This is not about like, see, the child doesn't want to go with him on the weekends. Um, And then you're not doing anything to encourage it because you're just still pissed that either he cheated on you or she cheated on you or that, you know, you guys had a really bad relationship and you're still hurt. You're still hurt. And you're like, you know what? I don't want... Him or her to be around our child. So at this point, I'm not going to help him or her. And that is not healthy because it's not about you. It's about the relationship, about the relationship your children should have with both parents. So co parenting is not a competition, it is a collaboration of two homes, you guys, working together with the best interest of the child at heart. When you put your children first, and, you know, work for your kids, not against them. I think, you know, going back into your childhood, what example did you get from your mother? Did your mother, was your mother committed to your, uh, your father? Was your father committed to your mother? A lot of the times, if you grew up seeing that there was not a commitment, yeah, they live together, they live together okay? But were they committed? That's the thing, right? So if there was commitment, okay, cool. You understood and you saw it consistently. But if there wasn't any commitment, it's understandable how now as adults, we have a difficult time being committed. And because yes, well, we didn't see it, but we can't really hold on to that for the rest of our lives. I mean, we got to like get up and do the work, right? And move on and just grow. We're not going to be perfect but we're going to mess up and we're going to excel so here are some co-parenting goals you guys um and i co-parent with my oldest son's dad and we have goals to make sure that he our son is in a good place and that he creates something bigger than himself and so far so good um our son is very in tune um we're helping him he's in the adolescent stage he's an older adolescent and he just believes so much in helping people and and when i see that in him like it's because he sees a lot of what i do and i talk to him and i empower him and every single day i tell him he's going to do great things but i feed that into him because i'm telling him and by me telling him i'm feeding his subconscious It's the same thing with what, what i do with my younger son and these are some co-parenting goals that have worked for me as well. You know, we want our kids to feel loved. We want our kids to feel heard. We want our kids to be like be kids and not deal with adult stress. They don't need to deal with it. If they have questions about what's happening, because obviously they're in the middle, answer it. Answer the question. Be truthful at their level. We want our kids to have consistency between homes and schedules right like a structure so they know what to expect versus keeping them you know out just thinking like what's going to happen next what's going to happen next and then it develops a lot of anxiety we want our kids to know their parents can get along for them no matter what so if we are able to answer the question you know would are you willing to do whatever it takes for your child and if you say yes and you do not get along with the other parent and there's animosity, that is not a truthful answer. If you're willing to get along with the other parent for your kid's consistency, to create the best childhood possible, then okay, you are willing to do whatever. If you don't, then obviously, you know, it's pretty much saying like, you know what, I, mm, I'll i be willing to, you know, at some extent... Do anything for my child, but except get along with the other parent. And this is the thing: if you have found yourself caught in this position of saying, "Well, you know what? I'm willing to do everything, but just the other parent is the one that's not cooperating." Well, I'm going to ask you: how consistent have you been with being respectful and communicating and not shutting down with the other parent? Because we can say, well, they didn't change. Are you going to change until the other parent changes? No, you don't wait for them. You be consistent. Because you love your kids. Because you want to create amazing things. I'm going to share with you something. When my oldest son's dad, because now we do get along in the beginning. I am not going to lie to you. We did not get along, but um, he's a good man. He's a good person. He's a good person. Sometimes we have our little bumps, but either way we come back because we know we know how our co-parenting is, you know? It's it's so much better now obviously than before. But now I must say that it is it is a very beautiful experience because our son is able to see that we get along and that we support him. And for those of you who are in this situation where The other parent is not paying for child support. And at some point you're like, well, if he didn't pay the child support, then I'm not going to let them see the children. That is not the responsible thing to do. The money will come first when you respect the other parent. When you respect the other parent, the money will come first like without you even asking it. I'm telling you because it's, it's something that I have experienced and because I've seen it in many other cases where they start to understand the concept of unnecessary conflicts, right? Teaching our kids to respect others. You cannot tell your child, I want you to respect your classmates when you're over here not respecting the other parent. I understand it is easier said than done, you guys. I understand. But if there's no intervention implemented for the well-being of the kids, you're not going to see the outcome of the great changes that are needed for your children's mental health. So co parenting. One, communicate directly with the other parent and do not use... Your kids as messengers. Operate as a team. You are raising a human being who is in need of love, nurture, structure, and consistency. Pick and choose your battles. If the other parent arrived late, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you have nothing else to do, because all you're going to go is home. I get it. Like, don't complain. If the other parent reaches and tells you, hey, I'm running late, they, they notify you, yet they arrive late and you're like, still mad, be considerate. You know why? Because one day you're going to be late. Okay? So choose your battles. Arrange like a short or cordial exchanges to where the children know like you guys are saying, hey, how are you? Um, I just want to let you know this is the medicine and or they're getting a little cold just so you know that communication you're not exchanging a rag or a box or an item you're exchanging your little human being that is a beautiful creature that God gave to you okay respect the time your kids have with the other parent don't invade and be like can I talk to a child because you're like paranoid you know text them and say hey you know this is a transition. I know that you're picking them up because court orders, especially in that, um, are not easy. It takes a while for people to, you know, children and parents to adjust. Like, be respectful. Don't just, like, invade or dictate as to how your child should be raised in the other home. It's, it's different. But this is where I always encourage um, an intervention of, like, a co-parenting um, sessions, um, a therapist, For your child or for yourself. Um, But co-parenting sessions work very well for two parents that are not able to get along. So there is a solution for it, you guys. And if you have not yet been done that, then of course, it's really challenging. You're trying to solve a problem, not knowing how to solve it with. And what I mean with, I mean the tools. Enjoy your time off. When you don't have your your children with you, do with self-care. Connect with yourself so that you're able to, you know, grow as an individual. Never talk negatively about the other parent in front of your children. Never. Either they're going to not, they're going to have a lot of resentment towards you because they love the other parent. Obviously, they love both. Or at some point, they're going to gravitate to you and always try to be on your side And they're going to try to say, I don't want to go to the other parent because they feel guilt that if they go with the other parent, it's kind of showing you that they don't love you. Like, don't ever put your children in that position. And take a time out to check your attitude and behavior. Put aside your ego and pride. And I say this because when we take that decision, okay, when we do that initiative of just saying, you know what, if he's late, that's okay. And I'm gonna say, hey, no worries. I understand things happen. If you come across like that, guess what? Next time he or she's gonna be very considerate and they're gonna be like, you know what? Like, oh, that was cool. Thank you for understanding. But when you start nitpicking things, if there's a court order and they're like five, ten minutes late, then you have to call the police and make a police report, and your child are traumatized. I mean, that is like unnecessary. Every case is different. But for those who live together, understand that the more you work as a team, the healthier your kids will be, mentally and physically. Sometimes you're not going to agree, but explain to each other why you think. I think parents, we all have the same goal at the end of the day, that we want our kids to be saved physically, right, emotionally. Yet, we know it, but then when it comes to doing it, a lot of our own personal emotions kick in, like the ego and the pride. And is that good? Mm, not really. Or I should say not at all. You know? Be very careful. Be very careful as to how much negative energy you're bringing into your children's life. And also for you. You're very important. You're not alone. There's so many things. Like I said, God gives us so many resources, you guys. We have social media, right? YouTube. We have audiobooks, we have libraries, we have support groups, circles, you know, that you can attend, parenting classes, co-parenting, you know, um, sessions. I mean, there's so many things that we can do to help ourselves to be better parents so that our children are not stuck feeling like they're not being heard or loved. Because good things happen to good people and they might think that they're bad. They're also good people. You are good people. If you are lost in a situation to where it's difficult for you to be on the same page with you know, the other parent, if you are together or not, just think about how life would be if, God forbid, that other parent was not alive. How would your son or daughter you know, feel? And if you know that they would be hurting, take advantage of the fact that they're still alive and that you're alive that your children are alive and implement as much love as you can in consistency for your children and for yourself. Thank you so much for listening to me. I wish you the best in everything that you do. Always. Remember you are loved, you are worthy, and you're capable of so many things. Adios. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Chicana Moms Podcast, Chicana Health Coach, and La Chicana Therapist. Please leave your feedback. I would love to hear from you. Rate us on iTunes, Anchor, or SoundCloud, or anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Adios.